Welcome to the SBCN Podcast, a production of the Small Business Community Network, brought to you by Brad Poulos, small business coach, entrepreneurship professor, and author of the Small Business Operator's Manual, a guide to running your small business profitably. Welcome to the SBCN Small Biz Podcast. I'm Linda Ockwell, Jenna, your host and one of the co-founders of the Small Business Community Network. Thanks to our amazing thanks to our amazing podcast sponsor, Brad Poulos, who is an author, professor, and successful business leader. My guest today is an SBCN member, Amy Ballantyne, who is also an executive coach, and today she will be sharing an interesting topic with us. The topic is the importance of quality communication at work and at home. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. So thank you very much for um, taking some time out of your very, very um, busy schedule. Mm -hmm. I know you've just um, actually done a very, very important um, presentation. Have you got time just to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I think you're referring to the TEDx. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I thank you for asking. Uh, I feel very uh, blessed and uh, grateful for the opportunity to have been on the TEDx stage. And uh, the video isn't out quite yet, but I will be uh, sharing it far and wide for individuals to to watch uh, once it's released. But the the topic is around the thinking that is holding us back, keeping us stuck, keeping us unhappy and unwell, and the beliefs that are associated with that as well. So uh, in it, I share some stories uh, of, of how this manifested in a moment in my life and some of the strategies that I use in order to shift my thinking and beliefs so I can be that's, present in a, a different way in my life. That's wonderful, Amy. We're all looking forward to that. So we're very lucky to have you today. I'm sure you've got a lot of interesting um, pointers to offer us on communication at work and at home. What made you come up with this topic, Amy? You know what? With many of the clients that I'm working with, uh, one of the things that is a common thread is communication challenges, not only with perhaps their senior people to them, the people that they work in line with, and the individuals who they uh, supervise and mentor, uh, and those, you know, the, the people who report to them. And then that the other side is, we're not just humans who work, we are humans who have lives, right? We have our, our home life as well. And often I've seen that communication is a thread that runs through when we're having stressful times around that in our work. It often, but not always, often bleeds into our stress and our experience in our home life. And then the communication suffers in, in kind of both sides when we're in that state. Well, you're exactly right. I'm, um, I think on a personal basis, if I want to try and explain something, say to a family member, and they're not quite understanding my communication, I get kind of emotional because I'm stressed thinking, oh, how can I explain it properly? So in my case, I'd love not to get emotional if you've got any tips for that. In business, I'm a lot better. I can be a little bit more 
I cannot say <laughs> to the point. Yeah. Well, and I, it's interesting that in business, it's acceptable to be to the point, but mm-hmm. for some reason, it's harder to be to the point. I'm using air quotes here uh, with our loved ones, but mm-hmm. there's, there's something uh, to be said for beginning that conversation with your loved one, uh, setting yourself up for uh, a calm state before you even start the the talk, the topic, right? Before you begin the discussion uh, to get yourself grounded in what is the actual uh, point that you are trying to make, the thing that you're trying to say, what is it that you are hoping to get across so you're clear on the message, you're clear on uh, your own expectations. A lot of time around communication, we have expectations that we haven't shared with others and we expect the others to respond in a certain way or we are expecting that they are going to respond in a way that is not going to be great. So we're setting ourselves up for fear of a, a situation. So one of the the strategies that that I use with clients is that we we get really clear on what is the message, what it, what are the expectations I have for the outcome and how can I share the expectations to help the person show up in a way that allows both of us to stay calm and have a clear and open discussion. So For example, if you are uh, having to share maybe what you would consider bad news with someone, uh, one of the ways that I'm already training my children to help me show up in a better way is to uh, be clear about my expectation up front that if they're going to be sharing some bad news or negative something with me that they say, okay, mommy, I have something that maybe you won't be too happy about. (laughs) Yeah. And... And, but this gives me the like reminder that my expectation is that they let me know ahead of time so I can maybe sit down, I can take a deep breath, I can show up uh, in the way that I really want to show up as opposed to showing up in that reactive, angry state. Now, does this take practice? Does this take uh, multiple reminders for both of us to to know that the way that we want to be communicated with is in this kind of Uh, energy around negativity, perhaps a a negative experience is these few steps. So now instead of me, you know, pointing my finger and wagging that (laughs) finger at them and and screaming and maybe crying too, because I'm I'm feeling all these emotions. Now I'm sitting down, I'm taking a deep breath, my feet are grounded into the floor. I'm reminding myself that what's important to me right now is that my, my, my kids feel like they can come to me with the crap that mm-hmm. they feel that they can come to me and I may still have some human emotions around this because I am a human. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. However, I I'm I'm helping myself show up in uh the way in a better way than than maybe I would have if I was kind of like blindsided with the the comments. Right. So it's also when we are delivering a message to someone else helping them be in a state of groundedness of calm of and saying and and preparing ourselves before the conversations so we know okay a significant other or a child you know if i have something to share with you how would how would that best mm-hmm. happen 
right? So in, in the corporate world, what, what I found um, years ago, before COVID, I haven't really um, been face-to-face with my presentations for a while because COVID still lingers in some people's minds and a lot of people like virtual. In in the corporate world, what I found was, say, say if I was asked to do a team building, you know, um, with a group of people who were not happy with their manager, okay, I found then in my early days, because I wasn't as practiced as I am now, and you're, you sound amazing at this, Amy, um, I found that I was a little bit nervous because the managers were there and there was some animosity already going on between the two groups. And I was very nervous back then to to approach the topic, which I did, and I got paid for it, thank goodness. And I, I got better as I went on. But in today's world, Amy, do you find that whether you're talking to a small business owner or a larger group of um, you know corporate business owners, do you find that there's always this, sometimes there's a block from someone where there's a lack of trust or they think you are actually saying you've done a bad job? However you word it, Amy, sometimes there's going to be somebody who thinks, oh, I'm going to get fired or, you know, what's going to happen to me? How do you get around that if you find that that is happening, you know, in that kind of world? Yeah, so in the corporate setting, uh, I'm going to repeat back what I think you just said, so I answer it correctly. So what I'm hearing you say is in that corporate environment, there's someone nervous, worried, uh, concerned that they might get fired when there's that discussion about Mm. uh, uh, maybe their performance. Is that what you're? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. You know, it could be a performance. It could be a whole team not getting Mm -hmm. the work done on time. Mm -hmm. And you kind of notice, I think, that one person seems very, oh, it's all about me, like a guilt feeling as if they were a child. So I'm sure you've come across this after COVID, Amy, and how did you cope with that kind of situation? Yeah, so uh, there's a couple of strategies that I would use with the team uh, environment where, you know, even in a team, we're all individuals and we have all of our our own stuff and our own baggage. I talk to my my corporate clients a lot about like everybody's bringing their suitcases. Think of that, like that visual of stuff into that room, right? The stuff that happened the morning with their kids or their their significant other, uh, the, the traffic that they face, like everybody's bringing all of that baggage with mm-hmm. them. And so one of the things that I do uh, in the team setting is, uh, one, setting clear boundaries and expectations of of the behavior in the room. How do I expect them to behave and how can they expect me to behave? How am I going to show up? Uh, How are we uh, going to create an environment of, of real productivity and quality communication? And then I also have a layer around how are we going to be be treating ourselves when we're processing these different uh, communication. If you're working on team building, for example, how are we ourselves in ourselves going to show ourselves compassion and empathy and kindness while we are processing these new concepts? Right. So those would be the three levels uh, of, of things that I would do with the team. So. You've processed how you feel and what you're going to do. You've made it clear to yourself, I guess, that let's say it's a team of 20. Mm-hmm. And I guess your job as a manager, not as a coach, an executive coach, 
is to say, you know, the work's not getting done fast enough. Why is no one letting us know what the holdups are? And there's one person in that group of 20 who is looking very uncomfortable and seems very defensive and wants to retort in a defensive way. So you've got 19 listeners who want to communicate well. And this one person, if you've come across that, you know, I know I have before COVID, how do you deal with it so that the communication to that person in particular is, it's not just you, without saying the whole team is to blame because blame is not the object, is it? Sometimes blame comes over in our communication without saying those words, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, our tone of voice, our body language, uh, are key components in those moments. And if I'm being really honest, uh, if I was the manager in that situation, I mean, there's a lot of different factors, but one of the, the things that I believe is to praise in public and uh, coach or provide feedback in private. And uh, so I would be looking to work or have a, a, a meeting with that individual to to share, to, to do that coaching. And, and I use the word coaching as a manager to, you're still doing lots of coaching, right? Mm-hmm. That you're, you're still yeah. supporting these, these people on your team to help them and asking that individual about their, uh, feeling of defensiveness, feelings of, uh, how they're showing up, the, the communication that they're using. These are things that I work on with clients all the time. So, uh, is it, is it something that I would address as a big group to essentially point out that person? And no, and I don't think you're saying that. Um, but I do believe that creating a culture within each kind of small team there of how are we going to treat each other? How are we going to communicate? And then if that's not happening within the room, then pulling that individual and having a, a one-to-one meeting with them to to share, you know, and, and I do say often, this is where we get to bring the feminine side to business uh, versus the masculine side where we're going to use the assertiveness and, and say, I'd like to set a meeting with you after uh, so-and-so in order to, to talk about a few things. And uh, that person comes to the office and now we, we step into the feminine energy of, you know, I care about the work that you are doing and I, I'm, I'm really celebrating these things about you. And I want to know, are you ready to, to grow to the next level? Are you open mm-hmm. to constructive feedback? Are you open to, mm-hmm. uh, uncovering how we can help each other? not only get the work done, but also grow as a human, grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so bring it out of yeah, the room. You know, you've hit the nail on the head, isn't it? Giving that person some attention may be a good manager, but then again, as we know in the corporate world, everybody's so busy and the work just has to get them. But yeah, a really good manager will have noticed beforehand and then hopefully it's been dealt with. And if not, they're still uncomfortable at the, you know, the team building session. It's a difficult situation. So um, we've got a couple of minutes left, Amy. For the smaller businesses, whether they are sole proprietors, whether they're a partner of two, or maybe they've grown to, say, five or ten, um, can you give us maybe two or three tips how to deal with communication, not so much with each other, but with maybe um, a client who's not happy? <laughs> mm, yes, yes, of course. So uh, this, again, I would say 
ideally it's uh, a one-to-one communication, right? With, with the client addressing their concerns as quickly as possible um, is ideal. Uh I I I watched The Office, and there was a oh. funny uh, there was a funny clip about this recently, where um, uh, Kelly was teaching uh, Angela how to uh, do customer service, and, it, and she was like, "Just say sorry, just say sorry." And I think that there is uh, there's a piece of of simply being our humanness to apologize and and show that uh, that sincere energy. Uh, uh, and be clear before you jump on that call, if you know what the problem was ahead of time, ideally, you know, but sometimes you don't um, mm-hmm. get clear on what the problem is. Ask for more understanding, more detail, and then in the moment, or if you know ahead of time, have two to three points of how you are going to begin to repair this relationship Uh sharing how much you value their uh their business how much you you value their trust and uh that you know that being a part of their uh business uh, as uh, whatever your relationship may be is important and you are going to work to uh to build that that bridge back back together again that is perfect in a perfect world wouldn't that be lovely because i'm sure we've both had situations um mm. you know as the clients <laughs> did not get that kind of that is such wonderful everything you've said today about clear communication whether it's you know you know with in a personal sense or in um you know um the work environment you know our business environment everything you said makes sense amy and in a perfect world i hope our listeners take away as many of these good pointers and use them because sometimes partnerships can fall apart, break up because this feeling of, you know, no trust or lack of communication. Families like myself, I get very emotional. It's funny though, I do, uh, it did strike a trigger with me. I've always been very open with my full, now adult children, always said to them when they were younger and it's carried on now, um, I don't mind, you know, if you have done something wrong in the sense that, you know, I'm going to be a nasty mom and send you to your room. I just need you to be truthful with me and see if we can sort the situation out clearly so that in the future, you know, that's not the right thing to do. And I've always made it clear that if you come home and say your teacher has punished you in some way and you're not in the wrong, you know, I will look at the two situations and you will get apology off the teacher. I was one of those ones. I just wanted to give them the, the knowledge that, you know, face up if you've done something wrong, we will support yes. you. And you can. It's difficult, isn't it? But you've, you've given us some really good points, Sam. I can see why you're so, such a successful executive coach and why you are so busy. We are all looking forward to your TEDx um presentation keynote um how can people find you amy because people are going to go how can i find amy who is she where is she (laughs) thank you so much so uh for all of my my friends on linkedin i would love if you would uh, connect with me on linkedin Uh, it's just amy valentine there i also have a website amyvalentine.com i offer free 30-minute consultations for individuals who have have resonated with anything that i've said here Uh, and uh, instagram as well for a little bit more uh, fun and flair there 
Thank you so much, Amy. Your brand stands out to me as very honest, authentic, and people want to, you know, talk to you because you have really a lovely manner. Uh, We'll have to do this again in the future. Have a lovely day and take care. Thank you.